In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Do you want to pray the most dangerous prayer you will ever pray? Here it is. God, put me on display for your glory and watch what happens next. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we we salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with Dale Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Sweet. Dale here. You're still here. Rocking the Hawaiian shirt, man. Summer must be coming in Oregon. Mahalo. You know, my wife almost bought me a Hawaiian shirt the other day. Mm -hmm. When I was in California, I wore those all the time, but we just don't see them in Oregon. So what prompted the Hawaiian look? I have like a sweet lanai set up on my back patio now with curtains and a little fire pit and and furniture. So every day is Hawaii. Seriously, I go out and I tell Siri, play local Hawaiian music. Or Alexa, I tell Alexa that, and I play it all day long. I'll go to bed and I'll tell it to play it. And my wife's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Hey, dude, I, I'm just in a state of mind. Take a vacation all day long. <laughs> I love it." Well, hey, uh, do you have a man law for us today? Yeah, this is a, a man law. You might not like it. You you might like it, some of it, but guys, I want to tell you this: teach your kids to change their oil, build something out of wood with them plant a garden with them teach them how to sew a button on their clothes how to cook a meal clean up after themselves balance their checkbook you know there's this whole principle of teaching a man to fish you know instead of doing it for them i i just feel like there's so many kids these days that don't know how to do anything and uh, my daughter just messaged me here today and said hey dad uh oil change when am i supposed to do that and i said Oh, yeah, just take it in. She goes, no, I want you to teach me. I'm like, ah, good answer. So I'm going to be teaching her and her So this is motivated out of your own depravity. Well, yeah, but, I mean, (laughs) these are things that I've tried to teach my kids, and it's like you got to wrangle them down and teach them these things because when they go into the world later on, it seems like so many are clueless, man. I've been an employer. I've hired young people, and you're like, do you know how to do anything? Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I'm not gifted in wood or metal work at all. Yeah, you are. You, so, but here's what I will tell you that I'm really proud of. So my son Darby, we were talking the other day, and he was sharing that he mows the neighbor's lawns. Like he'll mow his lawn, they'll do this side lawn, and he'll do this lawn. And I thought, you know what? He learned something. That's what I do. I, you did yeah. that for years. I would always mow somebody's lawn who was needy. 
So I won't mow the lawn for a married man with kids. You know, that's his job. But a single mom or an elderly couple, I constantly mowed those, or a widow. I had several of those around my neighborhood, and I would mow their lawns. So it was cool to see Darby doing that. So they are watching. The one thing I didn't do, and I changed my oil all through high school and college. And when I got to be an adult, I stopped doing it, did not do that with my kids. Mm. And so I failed in that area. But uh, I think there are uh, these areas that we need to train our kids up and teach them how to survive out in the real world so they can leave and have some kind of tools. We live in such a technological world. We're sending our kids out, and they're great with technology, but they can't do anything else to survive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important that we do that. So I do agree with you, man. I think that is a good thing. That you know, The most important thing to leave our, kid, to, to leave our kids with is Jesus. Right. So we we have to be careful sometimes as men to not train our kids in the wrong things, but make sure we're training our kids in the way that they should go, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty two six. And when they're older, they will not depart from it. And then the other things are really important as well. But that's really important. Yeah. That we make sure. So I, I think that's good, man. I think that we need to do all of that stuff. So hey, I want to. Jump into the meat of the podcast, and as you know, Dale, I serve on the NCMM Board of Directors, and we had our annual board meeting this year in Dallas, Texas, and uh, we had a speaker come in named Dave Wilson. I'm going to get him on our podcast here in the near future. Dave Wilson is the new host of Family Life Today radio show. So he came on and shared something that was really, really good, and he talked about Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, and I want to read it to you. Jesus, this is the Beatitudes, Jesus is saying, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way they may see your good works and glorify the Father who is in heaven. And I want to I want to go back to that beatitude, and I want to share something. This comes out of William Barclay's commentary, and in his commentary he writes this. When Jesus spoke of these words, he was using an expression which was quite familiar to the Jews who heard it for the first time. They themselves spoke of Jerusalem as a, quote, light to the Gentiles, and a famous rabbi was often called a lamp of Israel. And as you know, Jerusalem is actually set on a hill. So when Jesus is speaking this, the people are going, oh, yeah, I get it. But the key thing I want to share is this, that when you read this passage and you look at verse 15, 14, it says, a city set on a hill or placed on a hill. Some translations say built on a hill. There is a strategy that goes into where you build a city, right? Portland is strategically placed where the Willamette and the Columbia River meet. And that was done for trade reasons. There's a reason why we build cities. What does that have to do with men? Well, here's what impacted me. Men, this is really important for you to understand. God has strategically placed you, and he is calling you to be on display, right? We live in a world where we say, oh, no, don't, don't put me on display. Well, here's what I want to tell you. God wants you to be on display. One of my favorite quotes is from a guy named John Eldridge, and he said, let the world feel the full weight of who I am and let them deal with it. So guys, God 
desperately wants you to be a light for him. He wants to put you on display everywhere you go. For He wants you to be on display in front of your family. He wants you to be on display in front of your work and your relationships. He wants you to be on display to your city, to your church. God has strategically placed you in this time of history, in the demographic in which you live, in the city in which you live, in the neighborhood in which you live, so that you can be put on display. Everywhere you go, my wife and I just got back from Belize. We spent almost a dozen times speaking on the island of Ambergris Key uh, near San Pedro town, Belize. And so we went down there last week to look at some properties to buy. And it'd be very easy to go down there, not be a light. Well, we're sitting at the beach and this gal came over. She wanted to braid my aunt's hair, who has very long hair. My aunt and my wife started engaging this woman Lo and behold, this woman turns out to be a believer, pretty committed believer. And in the middle of the conversation, I come over, I'm talking to her, I'm telling her I just wrote this book, and it's an Amazon number one bestseller, and I, and how excited we are, and, and uh, you know, writing a book. For her, it was a big deal, because she actually confessed to not even knowing how to read. Mm. So to write a book when you can't read, that was pretty impressive to her, which, whatever. But then she pointed her hand across the beach that we're on to a guy in a hammock and she goes that's my husband and he really needs jesus he really you need to talk to him about you need to get him your book and right there she goes hezron hezron and he looks up and she's like wave to the man and he waves and and i go come over here man so he comes over and so i got about 15 20 minutes talking to him and his wife right there on the beach i gotta lay my hands on both of them pray a blessing over them get his address we're gonna send him a book and we've got to minister to this family. She's crying on the beach. It was pretty low key. I didn't think it was a real big deal. It was just something that God set up and it just happened. But it only happened because God allowed me to be on display and I said yes to that. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I had a God moment where I was able to pray with this couple. And it was because God just said, Hey, Jim, will you want to be on display? And I said, yeah, sure, I'll be on display. And so God has wired us to be on display. Has God wired us to be anonymous in the bleachers of our churches? No. No, he hasn't. He's wired us to be known. I think anonymity is the great miss of men. It is the great sin of the church. Any man who's anonymous is, in fact, in my book, Strong Men, Dangerous Times, we call that man a weak man. Or you could call that man a male, right? He looks like a man. He, he just isn't. He's unwilling to engage and do masculine things, right? And so th- we get this phrase toxic masculinity because men refuse to do masculine things. And thus their manhood is toxic because it's not manhood at all. It's a, it's a worldly counterfeit. And so, guys, I want to encourage you, get in the game. Say, yes, Lord. Put me on display. Do you want to pray the most dangerous prayer you will ever pray? Here it is. God, put me on display for your glory and watch what happens next. And tell us your stories, because when you pray that dangerous prayer, God's going to answer it in Jesus' name. Dale, what's next, bro? Yeah, guys, we want to encourage you to head on over to our website at meninthearena.org and order Jim's newest book, 
Strong Men, Dangerous Times, Five Essentials Every Man Must Possess to Change His World. And like Jim said, we want to hear your stories. So shoot us an email at info at menintherena.org, and we will send you some swag. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.